Hello everyone and welcome back to the I Feel Funny podcast where I talk about things that make me feel funny. And I don't mean like a good funny, I mean like the fucking uncomfortable funny. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy. Um, this is the second time I filmed this, I mean recorded this because I just fucking ramble on forever and I don't like it and I just go like, oh I should have said this, I should have said this. So I'm just going to give this a, a round two. Give this a second go. I just want to say thank you to everyone for such like a positive response on my last podcast. I connected with so many old friends and it was just really good to know that people understood. So thank you if you messaged me and just thank you for whoever listened. This is really nice to see the support. Um, so unfortunately, I think is the word, but necessary. We're going to be talking about victim blaming today, which is a topic that I have recently been exposed to more, I think, literally just, you know, within the past few weeks and just questioning why we do it. And I think I've gone through, I guess, a few things in my short lifespan that um, would make people judge me. People would judge me from the outside because of the decisions I made. In this episode, I'm going to get a little vulnerable and I ask people to just, you know, be nice about it. I'm not going to go too deep into my stories, but it's, I think, necessary to kind of um, just understand how I got to this point. So, yeah, um, let's get started. I've had a very crazy week this week. I had to decide whether I wanted to go for a full-time job like a really fun one or keep going with my business because I couldn't do both and I have been in a spiral for the past two weeks literally so terrified that I was going to make the wrong decision for my life and that I was just having nightmares every night the stress was unreal so that was fun Um, I chose not to go for the full-time job and I don't know if that was the right decision. So that will haunt me. Um, But that's just a part of growing, isn't it, everyone? How just lucky are we to go through this beautiful life that we're in? I think how I want to start off this episode is to tell you guys that I'm fucking angry. I'm really angry. Um, I have posted some dresses on marketplace whoever's friends with me is probably like fucking shut up Gracie because I complain about this all the time so I've been selling just two dresses on marketplace because I don't like them I don't wear them anymore and it's apparently an invitation for old or creepy men to message me which if you're a girl you understand that this is can be the fucking vein of your existence. Um, I am just so sick of being sexualized, everyone. It's just, I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to crack. And don't worry, this does tie into victim blaming. It will, trust me. I've had so many things happen to me over the past few weeks that has gotten me so angry and it just won't stop. Like something always happens whether it be like a disgusting man, like in person or if it's like online, like something keeps happening and I find myself like 
okay, like the next time someone says something to me, I'm going to lose my shit or I'm going to start barking at them like a fucking dog. Like I, yeah, I just want to read to you some of these things that some, some of these people have said to me. So, you know, this has been going on for like a few months because my dress won't sell. So if you want to buy it, like, please, um, because uh, yeah, uh, I, I want this to stop. So I would get messages like, do you come with the dress? Um, people literally just sliding into my DMs thinking that like they would have a shot. Like if, you know, you know how you you find women on Facebook marketplace trying to sell dresses to other women. It's the perfect opportunity to like slide in and shoot your shot, even though you're 50 years older than them. Yeah. So I would literally just get guys like saying how much for what's in the dress. So after countless messages, I kind of felt myself snapping a little bit. So I added into my bio, this this got a little bit crazy. P.S. Not an invitation for you to message me and be a creep. I'm selling a dress and nothing more. P.S. This is a model and not me in the photo. Don't be weird and creepy. If you're um if you're not a chick, don't message me. Um, <laughs> this outraged a few people, and uh, you know, uh, me setting a boundary and standing my ground, of course, made someone upset. I, um, this guy, I woke up to this very lovely message from this guy, Wal. He said, nice attitude. I buy a lot of clothes for my lady, but I wouldn't buy anything off you, even if it was a dollar. Where's your lady, Wal? Where is your lady? Because all I see on your profile is an eight ball, like a pool eight ball. Fuck off. (laughs) Obviously this enraged him so you know I, I thought you know, okay maybe it's it's uh, you know a little bit um too far I'm gonna I'm gonna take down the caption and um be a little bit more mature about things so I said I am selling a dress and nothing more more women only messages thank you so I thought you know no I'm, I'm not gonna get any more all right yesterday yesterday gee you have tickets on yourself this guy sent to me. Hi, Daryl. Hi, Daryl. With a cow as your profile picture. Hi, Daryl. I literally lost my fucking shit. And I decided to take a new approach and, and say, Yas Queen, slay bay, slay, slay. I said, slay, 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 slay. OMG, slay. No way. Slay. You didn't. That's boss. Boss. Look at the stars tonight. Isolation caves you. I adore you. The sound of your skin with scooter emojis. So I, I, I lost it a little bit. Not only did I have old men messaging me about this dress I was trying to sell, I'm going to call someone out. I had my mum's client's husband comment about my Facebook ad to my own mother. Said something along the lines of, oh, I saw this Facebook ad and Ugh, if it was until I realized it was your daughter, otherwise I would have messaged her. What the fuck is your issue, granddad? Are you fucking okay? He's not my granddad. I just call him that because he's old as fuck. So this man sexualized me to my own mother, which is so cute. And you have a wife at home. <laughs> um, what kind of person does that? You sick fuck. <laughs> 
I just imagine myself going up to his door and just being like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? After everything that had happened and I, I know that I hear someone I know is saying these things about me to my own mom. You're scum and you're a piece of shit. But he would never listen to this podcast because he's too fucking old and he wouldn't even know how to work it himself. And even I'm trying to, you know, pick up some babysitting gigs as well. And I now don't trust any of the dads that are messaging me to look after their children because I've got messages coming through and they're asking if I like the beach. And I'm like, are you flirting with me or you you want me to look after your kid like I don't I don't trust anyone now I don't know if anyone has good intentions anymore fuck if if my mum's client can fucking sexualize me the guy on the street can do who knows what you know what I mean and that's what I mean like I don't know how many good people there are in this world and I'm so scared okay so that was just a fun little story and that will tie in um to the rest of this podcast in a second but I just got really mad at that because I know this happens to a lot of people it's annoying right I don't know these guys aren't really harming anyone but they kind of are because it bleeds into other areas of our life I always think okay so that was like over 10 men messaging me about this shit I know a lot of other girls get that too so what's the percentage of like not weird people that wouldn't do this shit like does anyone ever get worried that the percentage of like fucked might be higher than the good like I walk down the street and like I see all these people and I'm like what if you what do you guys do in your spare time like are you being like weird and creepy to like people like what what are you doing and I just want to see like out of like a hundred people how many of those people have been like inappropriate or like disgusting to someone? I want to like see the numbers because I am losing faith in humanity, everyone. Okay, let's move on. So I want to give you guys the definition of victim blaming because it is a lot deeper than you think. It's not just someone going, this is how I saw victim blaming. It was a person going, no, oh, that would never happen to me. I'd just kick him in the nuts and run and yeah, that's it. And yeah, I'm, I'm too strong. And you know what I mean? Like that's, I feel like I hear people say that a lot. I'm going to be completely honest. When I was younger, I did not understand like people and their situations. And I would definitely judge and be like, no, why doesn't she just leave? Like, bleh, bleh. obviously it's not that easy. And I think people who aren't self-aware or aren't empathetic or haven't had much life experience don't understand this. And it all comes down to why do we blame the victims? And it's very deep psychology. So that's fun. I'm just going to do a little disclaimer real quick. I'm going to be talking about abuse um, and everything under that umbrella. So if you are triggered by this or feel uncomfortable, I completely understand if you click off this podcast. I just want to um, let you guys know. So basically in the psychology world, blaming the victim comes under this phenomenon called just world phenomenon. It's when people believe that the victims get what they deserve. 
And it's not as straightforward as that. That is a coping mechanism. Our brain does this because if people believe that it's the victim's fault, it means that it could never happen to them personally, ever. People blame victims so they can continue feeling safe themselves. If they come up with all of these um, internal factors as why this person deserved what they got, it makes it less real and it makes the world seem more fair, if that makes sense. That would never happen to me because I would do this and this and this differently. It happened to them because they made this decision. So it wouldn't ever happen to me. It's a way for the brain to see the world in a fair light. Because if we see the world as fair, it is easier on ourselves. It's a tough pill to swallow that bad things just happen to good people. And if it means it could happen to your friends, your family, your loved ones, it's easier just to be like, no, it would never happen because I'd do it differently. So that is the, the just world phenomenon. It's, it's wrapping our brains in this blanket and believing that the world is fair. It creates this illusion that nothing bad actually happens and it only happens to the people that kind of get themselves in these situations, which is not, is not right and is, is not a way to look at the world at all. Um, everything is situational, but I, I definitely think that, yeah, people – People focus on internal factors. So if you hear someone in a situation, something bad has happened to someone, um, you look at the internal and you, and you think about how you feel, what you would do in that situ- situation. But in reality, everyone has different brains and thought patterns. People don't realize that fear and shock are emotions that control the human body and some people in those states freeze up completely and I think that is a very very normal thing to do Um, and people treat it like it's not um, which kind of shows that they have never been in a similar situation themselves. So yeah people focus on internals but not external Um, what that person could have been going through outside of their body that makes it difficult to get out of that situation, et cetera, et cetera. I hope this is making sense. An example of this is, um, this pissed me off a lot. Um, I'm sure that you guys have heard of the Idaho murders. Um, Unfortunately, I don't even fucking know how this could happen to a human being. College students were murdered in their home some asshole came in and he he killed like I don't exactly know the number like I know three or four people and there was a young girl I think she might have been 21 or something like that she was upstairs locked in her room and she could hear all this happening and I saw comment comments saying why didn't she help why would she not stop him? Okay, asshole, what the fuck is she supposed to do? Is she going to run down there with a knife and fucking kick him in the nuts and then he runs away like with his tail between his legs? Are you fucking stupid? What would you do, babe? What would you do? It's it's shit like that where people just like are so not 
in the present world and they just want to like push everything onto someone else. It is insane. It actually just, yeah, really makes me angry. Anyways, that was an example. Um, I want to go into a little story about something that happened to me a few months ago that this is what made victim blaming kind of all make sense to me and it made me want to research it a little bit more. I just want to preface this. I'm not going to go super deep into what happened. Um, And I also just want to say that this is the tip of the iceberg of the problems that not only women are dealing with, but the human race. This is an issue and I am not like making it out that I am a survivor. I know that people have actually gone through some really, really horrible things. So this is not me in any way making it out like this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Like I know that. So I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm like this survivor. This is just my experience and it made me empathize for the people have that have gone through worse situations. I could empathize more and I can understand more about mindset. So this happened to me in the workplace. Um, I think it was last month. Um, it was during a, the holiday period. So there wasn't many people in the office at all. There were three of us in there, all of us women. I was instructed to find someone on Airtasker to come fix a lock and a curtain. So I had never used Airtasker before and I didn't think much of it. I chose someone who had really high reviews and I was like, sweet, he's just going to come fix a lock and a curtain. He's going to fuck off and I'm never going to see him again and it's going to be fine. So he arrived. Um, He was this foreign man and he actually reminded me of my Maltese family. My mum's side is Maltese and they're super loud and confident and they just make you feel super safe. He wasn't Maltese, but like I, I had that vibe about him. So I felt immediately safe. It was so strange. So he immediately started talking about really, really deep topics. Um, it all started when he pointed to this model on the wall and he was like, oh, is that you? And I was like, no, like I'm too short to be a model because I am like it is a requirement to be tall. Like not necessarily, but that is just the industry and I don't want to be a model. I, if Look, if someone approached me and they were like, hey, would you like to model? I'd be like, sure, but that is not a career path that I've ever been interested in. Um, and he took this as a she's insecure about being small. He totally misunderstood me. So this started a trajectory of – I'm going to like boost her confidence and I'm going to give her life advice and weird metaphors and things like that, which I was okay with because I enjoy like in-depth conversation with new people and like older people who have been on this planet for longer than I have. I enjoy hearing their side of things. Even if it's wrong, I like take that in. So he was like, you want to come in, you know, um, come talk to me while I fix this lock. And I was like, okay whatever, you remind me of my uncle, so sweet. So I went in with him um, 
and he was, you know, it was interesting for a little bit and then I got really bored. He was asking me questions like, so what do you do when you're upset with someone? How do you handle the situation? And I said, yeah, I just leave the room. And he goes, you'd leave the room? If you were to leave the room right now, I'd be like, what the hell? (laughs) And this is when my brain started thinking in the wrong way. So I felt like from then on, I couldn't leave the room because then it would prove to him that I was the person that he was telling me I was, if that makes sense. So I didn't want to prove to this man that I was this, I don't know. I don't know how to explain how I felt in that moment, but I just was like, okay, leaving is not an option right now, which is weird. He then started asking some very inappropriate questions like, do I fake having sex? Which is something you don't ask anyone, especially if you are an air task man fixing a lock. And he was using weird metaphors to say like, oh, you know, you have a clit, she has a clit, you're all the same. I can't make this shit up. (laughs) He was just being horrible. And I was so uncomfortable. And guys, I did not know how to walk out the door. The door was right there. And I didn't know how to leave. So I was beating myself up in my head. Like, just go, just leave, just walk out the fucking door. Just do it. Don't be stupid. Just go. And I couldn't. So we didn't fix the lock. He just chatted out of his ass for a bit and we walked out and he had to come back the next day, which I was like, oh my God, I don't want this man coming back. He said a few things and I don't like it. So I'm thinking that it's over. This is over. It's almost done. I'm walking to the front door. He's going to leave. Um, he was going on about um, how it's important to show your emotions and to be honest and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, mate, I should have been honest. And he goes, how does this make you feel? And he looked at my boobs before this as well. Sorry. He was like literally looking up and down at my boobs, like flashing Like his eyes were darting so fast between my boobs and my face. Like he was just, it was so obvious. And I was like, bro, I don't even have anything down there. Why are you looking? Anyways, so we were at the front door and he looks at my boobs and he licks his lips. And he goes, how does that make you feel? Like he exaggeratedly like licked his lips. And I covered myself And I said, that makes me feel really uncomfortable. And in that moment, I knew that my colleagues were at the other side of the office, which is really far away. And I didn't know what to do. That's when I should have said, please leave right now. And he goes, come sit. I want to read you something. What did I do? I sat down with him. How how good. He read me a fucking Mandela speech. 
I crossed my legs and he told me to spread them because my body language was like shutting him off, which I said, no, this is how I like to sit. Um, I didn't listen to a single word of the Mandela speech and he eventually left after like an hour. I went into the bathroom and I like composed myself, had a little bit of a cry because I was so embarrassed because of how weak I felt and that I couldn't just fucking tell him to leave. But I wasn't sure if what he'd done was super bad because at the same time he was trying to teach me something and he was being really nice. So I was like, oh, he, you know, he, he's just, you know, he, he's foreign, you know, maybe he doesn't understand like I, how I do. We just have different ways of speaking and maybe sex to him is something that's open and he likes to talk about that type of stuff. <laughs> Crazy shit. This is the wrong way to think. Um, I went up to my badass fucking colleague who will tell you anything on her mind, which I really respect about her. I started making a coffee. She was like, hey, how are you? I was like, oh, you know, I just, that air tasker, man. I was just saying some weird stuff. And she was like, oh, what was he saying? I couldn't hear anything. And I started telling her and she was like, Gracie, what the fuck? That's sexual harassment. You need to tell your boss right now. And I was like, mm, I don't know. Like, it wasn't that bad. And she's like, no, you need to tell him. So I sat down on my computer and I started writing a message to my boss. And I can't believe what I had written down at first. I said, hi. Um, I had an air tasker man come in today. He was really nice. But, (laughs) Gracie, people who do that shit are not fucking nice. Like, I was, my brain was convincing me that this man didn't mean any harm by it and that this was okay. And it all came down to how embarrassed I was that I didn't do anything and that it was my fault that it happened because I didn't tell him to stop which is no I was so scared that he was going to come back I had to cancel the job he tried calling me I blocked his number every time I see a white van now a dirty white van I think that he's in it and he's gonna see me that same day every time a car came into the driveway I would run to see if it was him I thought he followed me home that day. I was so scared. And once again, this is the tip of the iceberg of things that happen to people. Like this is just a tiny, like minuscule thing. People go through so much worse than this. And it's actually funny because we had an air task cleaner who was working that day. She was really, really lovely and she saw how shaken up I was and she chatted with me about it. So it shows that like it's not it's got nothing to do with Airtasker or anything like that. You know, it's it's a good app or whatever. After that day, I had a music festival. I had Wildlands coming up that week. I had a really nice outfit that I didn't want to wear anymore because I didn't want people to look at me or say anything to me. I didn't wear the same top that I was wearing that day 
because I felt ugly in that now and it was one of my favorite tops. Like the things that it does to you is fucked. They wanted me to report this guy. I reported him on Airtasker, but they wanted me to lodge a police report. And I didn't think that it was necessary, but everyone was telling me that it was, which I was so confused about because in my mind it wasn't something to be worried about. But then I thought about if there was another young woman who was on Airtasker and she got him and she wanted her oven fixed and she was stuck in her house with him, I thought it's better safe than sorry because I would never want that to happen to anyone else. It made me realize that I need to work on being more assertive. And it also made me think about victim blaming because the first time I encountered victim blaming was when I victim blamed myself. And it got me thinking about all the people that have been through so much worse and how people would look at my situation from the outside and immediately judge and say, why the fuck didn't you just walk out the room? Why didn't you tell him to leave? Like I said before, your emotions are a very, very, very strong and powerful thing that kind of can lock you inside your brain. Um, and I just urge everyone if you haven't been through a situation yourself, try not to speak on it because at the end of the day, you truly don't know what you would do. Another um, example of this is trigger warning, abusive relationships. I have been around people who are in abusive relationships and you often question a lot, like, why aren't you leaving? For anyone who, like, struggles with this concept of understanding abusive relationships, please watch the movie Made. Um, it is, I think, the closest you will get without actually being in it yourself to be able to understand and, like, know exactly what it feels like to go through it. It is the perfect depiction of it. People need to understand that victim blaming is the thing that prevents people from coming forward and asking for help. Like in my situation, there is so much shame and guilt that comes with it. I could not imagine reaching out to someone, a friend, and saying, I am in this situation and I don't know how to leave. Um, I think that... It is just, yeah, very easy to assume. But victim blaming is what prevents victims from coming forward and getting out of their situation because they are embarrassed. So just remember that. Another example of this is being cheated on. Now, growing up, whenever I was in high school and I heard cheating stories, I would always be like, why doesn't she leave? Why is she still with him? Like, oh my God. Like, I was that bitch. Until it happened to me. And I realized that this is not as easy as I thought it would be. Like, I can't just leave. It took a really long time to disconnect. To be able to stop. 
And that is just another little example of how easy it seems on the outside. For anyone going through anything like this, where you're in a situation that you are not sure about, if you're not sure if you are in the right or if this is a bad thing happening, I would urge you to just talk to someone. It could be a therapist, which I think is one of the best things that you can do because they aren't biased. But go to someone who isn't judgmental. Don't go to someone who only sees their view on life. You need to go to someone who cares about you and who is open to all perspectives. Because those are the people that will say, this is not okay. And sometimes that's all you need kind of get the brain working and see it from someone else's perspective than your own because our perspective isn't always right it's very very important but when it comes to your safety and your well-being it's always good to check in with someone that you really you know trust that has your best interest at heart I also read something else that was very interesting um, that if you victim blame if you make excuses for this person or what's the word if you make it like it's their fault you are siding with the abuser you are siding with the other person before you say I would do this no they shouldn't have done that how about we like focus on the person that's done the wrong thing in the first place (sighs) anyway guys thank you so much for listening Um, just remember that victim blaming is what we do to feel safe and it's a coping mechanism. So the next time you hear something, just try and be more understanding and, um, understand where that feeling is coming from. Um, I'm going to try and make the next episode a little bit more fun and upbeat. The last two, um, have been very deep, but I fucking love talking about this shit. It's just so interesting. If you guys want to rate the pod, that'd be good as well be fun if you guys did that for me um as always as always like I've done this infinite times this is my second episode um message me if you enjoyed this episode leave a comment do whatever you feel and um yeah again thank you so much for listening um have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon bye